change of scenery was due and I thought this was perfect. Welcome to it. This is another edition of What's the Story here on the People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter and with me is J.D. Turner. Very nice to meet you, J.D. Nice to meet you too. How you doing? Um, I'm great. Yeah. And I had to meet you when I heard about the skate park. So we are standing right here at a proposed site for a skate park. Correct. Uh, yeah, so we just got uh, the approval from the Redding Redevelopment Authority and Mayor Wally Scott to build a 30,000 square foot concrete skate park at this site location. Okay, I love the way you said that. We just got approval, and I know, and you know, it's not that easy. So you've been at this for a while. Let me introduce you properly. You are the owner of Holistic Skate Shop, is that correct? That's correct. And Holistic Skate Shop is on Penn Avenue in West Reading. So I'm going to take you back a little bit. All right. Graduated from... I graduated from Governor Mifflin, which is a local high school in Shillington. And then you went to Temple? I went to Temple University, graduated with a BA in History and Anthropology. In History and Anthropology. And then you jumped to owning a skate shop and being an activist, if you will, a community activist, to get a park built for everybody to enjoy. What happened there? Where's the passion? Where'd that come from? So uh, while I was in school, uh, I went to school at Temple University, and I graduated, and I had a job as an archaeologist. Uh, okay. So that was working underneath I-95, which is up in Philadelphia. So we found like artifacts from Native American uh, settlements and also historical settlements. So what I did was we went through and uh, we actually like found the artifacts before they redid 95. So like you know, where on 95? What stretch? Uh, if you're familiar with the area in Philly, Kensington. Yes. Yeah, right yes. around the Kensington area, because like they're they're actually adding an extra layer of the highway over. So that was going on, and, and while I was working at the archaeology job on the weekend, I would come back and work at the skate shop that was there previously called Pocket Aces. So I would work for Rachel and help her out on the weekends, and then eventually she approached me and said she was going to sell the shop. So she offered it to me and my friend Dan, and then we just couldn't afford it at the time. It just kind of fell through. And then last minute, uh, I had a change of heart, just cold feet, and then just wanted to jump back into it, and I ended up purchasing the shop from her and renamed it and rebranded it as Holistic, and then that was in 2012. Tell me about Holistic Skate Shop. I mean, there's something about the word Holistic that, I don't know about you, but it always attracts me. I like I like the wholesomeness. I like all the elements involved in Holistic. So where did that come from for you? Well, the term ca came from anthropology. It's one of the terms that, you know, anthropologists use in ethnography. is called, like, the holistic approach. And that's, like, just encompassing everyone in, into, like, one area and helping yep. them out and helping yep. them grow. So I thought that was pretty uh, a pretty telling name for a skate shop because skate shops for skateboarders are the, they're the community centers. I mean, that's where kids come and they get their first board. They're learning how to do new tricks. They're learning, like, you know, what videos are cool. So it's, like, an awesome place to, like, call it holistic because it feels like home. When did you start riding? I started skateboarding when I was around 10 years old. So I started and got my first like little Walmart board and I pushed yeah. around and then I didn't skate anymore and then I waited two more years and I asked my mom for a board then and I got my first board when I was 13 and I got a Tony Hawk board. So, oh yeah? Yeah. <laughs> nice, so. nice. Have you been riding ever since? Yeah, yeah. I've been off. I've been riding pretty much ever since off and on with injuries for about I'd say close to 13 or 14 years now. Off and on with injury. So you're riding half pipes, you're doing jumps, you're riding rails. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, so like I started out riding just like pushing around the streets around the area mm -hmm. like Shillington, like West Reading, like just learning how to like ride. And then eventually I started going to skate parks. And then, you know, once I moved to Philadelphia, there's a lot better, there's a lot more skate parks everywhere that have different types of terrain. And that's when I started learning how to skate like half pipes and everything because we didn't have those back here. 
Right. So right. there used to be a park that was here when I was really young. Like the first year I started skating, it was called Jacksonwold. But a lot of the older skaters know it as Magic Skate Park. And that was at Jacksonwold out in Exeter. Mm -hmm. And that was like uh, an asphalt park. So it wasn't concrete, but it was built in the 70s. And it has like just these half pipe, like kind of like transitions. And then they actually had a half pipe there. So anyway, they had baby half pipes and a big one. Yeah, it was. It's mostly like uh, best, the best way to describe it, it's almost like a channel. Like it would just so you could go drop in, in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and basically, like what happened was the the whole entire property it was a privately owned skate park instead of being like a municipality or a city owned skate park. Mm -hmm. So when the land sold, the owner had to give the land over to the new development, which right. became a Greth Homes development. But that park used to bring in professional athletes like Bucky Lassick, who was in the Tony Hawk video games. Uh, Steve Caballero came and did a demo, Mike Vallely. So it's pretty wow. crazy. Wow, wow. Yeah, so after that park got demolished, we didn't have a park for a few years. And then my, my friend Frank, who's also on, our, on the Reading Skate Park Association, mm -hmm. which is our nonprofit that pushed to get this skate park actually approved, uh, he did an indoor park for a little bit called Wooden Waves, and that's where all the kids would go on Friday nights and everything. Where was that? That was off Spring Valley Road, so you'd get off and make a left and then mm -hmm. go down the hill. But uh, uh, after the second year, it flooded, so they couldn't like afford the flooding insurance anymore, so like they had to close the park down. Well, you mentioned Greth Homes, and I want to say thank you to Walter Greth because Greth Homes is a sponsor of the Community Stories here on the People Chronicles. And um, it, is, it is businesses like that who will come together to support things. So you talked about forming an association, a nonprofit, and that is called the Reading... Reading Skate Park Association. And how long ago did that form? This formed in, in February of 2016. And, and like you said before, we've been at this for a long time. Right, so I right. started advocating for a public skate park in 2013, which was... Advocating with whom? Uh, Where did you go? Well, I started out just by myself. I, I started out in, in council meetings around around Perfect. Berks County, just kind of going in, stating my name, stating like who I was, like what I wanted to do. And after I started going to these meetings in 2013, I started gathering friends that would come along with me, and we started advocating together. What was the reception like when you went first started going to different council meetings and saying, "Hey, I'm J.D. Turner. I want a skate park." Uh, well, <laughs> it was kind of different. Uh, a lot of people looked at me kind of funny, like they thought like it was out there. They they had misconceptions about skateboarders and skateboarding and biking and I BMXing. I think people do. It's uh, it's crazy. Like I think a lot of people just have misconceptions about it because we've never really focused on it in our county. Like mm -hmm. we've had we've had smaller mm -hmm. parks like Stonecliff and Hyde, but we've never actually like pushed for something that's like you know something that could draw people in from out of town. And it does that. Not only that, um, we often hear there's nothing to do. You know, yeah. kids will hang out at a mall. There's nothing to do. This is a concept that will bring kids not only out to do something together, but to do something physical, to put down the devices and just have fun. That's exactly what we're going for. And I think, like, when people think skate parks, the biggest misconception that I got that kind of, like, made me a little bit upset was that they were focusing on the facility and not the people. And that's, like, one of the things that's, like, a really, like, you have to take a step back and think about it, that a skate park's not just a place, like, for skateboarding it's a place for kids and it's a place for people to come and enjoy and like just like a basketball court or a tennis court and i feel like that's kind of like lost a little bit between our county because they haven't seen that yet but like skateboarding is one of the fastest growing activities in america same thing with like riding bikes you know what it's it's good to point that out because i don't ride skateboards i'd love to ride bikes but not skateboards but, you know, I've been in different cities and different locations where there are huge skate parks. There's always activity, and it's fun for me to just watch. Yeah. 
because it's really impressive what these kids can do on a skateboard. And it's really cool because it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, for most kids, like sometimes they'll be lucky and they'll be able to spend money for a summer camp and they can go away and meet professional athletes. There's like a for big summer camp for skateboarding. What's it called? There is. It, the it, w? Woodward. Woodward, it's in, right. it's in the middle of Pennsylvania, right yep. by Penn State. But even yeah. like so, like even with basketball or football, it's like you can send your kids away to camp and like there's a chance they could meet a pro athlete. But it's like at skate parks around the country actually you could be skating a skate park and a professional skater will roll into the park and just start skating with you and that's like a really cool feeling because it's not planned or anything it's just like you're skating at like Payne's Park in Philadelphia and a shot where we're rolling and do like a giant frontside air and you're like wow this is amazing because I see him do this in magazines and you know videos and now you see it for real and yeah. it's something to to and shoot for it's a goal yes and it's also like for a kid like that's so positive because it's mm -hmm. like wow like I'm mm -hmm. seeing the actual person do this and it's like I'm, I'm aspiring to be him just like he was when I was little mm -hmm. you know so you've seen these skate parks close I mean in terms of the magnitude let's look at this area you're looking at what kind of square footage all the way back to perhaps that I don't know if you can see it in the film but perhaps yeah. to the uh, red structure Yes. For, for Rack. And we are on Riverfront Drive, by the way, right behind Penske, right down the street from Reading Area Community College. And what's the square footage proposed? So the proposed square footage is a 30,000 square foot concrete wow. park. Wow. Nice. Uh, I think the entire site location is 60,000 square feet, like a rough estimate when we, when we measured it. Uh, so the goal is not just to have a skate park here. It's actually to improve the trailway for people like riding their bikes and jogging. I ride that trail a lot. Yeah. Over Neversink Mountain and in here. So the goal is actually to come in and to build, you know, world-class concrete skate park, but also, you know, add activity to an area that's relatively unused. So that way it makes the, the people using the trail systems a little bit safer because instead of coming to an area where it's empty, you're going to have people using a park. So now it's no longer just you, J.D. You've gotten a group of people that formed the uh, Reading Skateboard Association, but you've now um, attracted another entity behind you who's helping you with this, and who's that? That would be the, re the Reading Redevelopment Authority, and that's Adam Mukherjee. He's been a, a really amazing person to work with. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we met him uh, in a council meeting. We went to meet Mr. Or Mayor Wally Scott, and he actually made us meet with, with Adam Mukherjee, and we pitched the idea to him, and I, I saw his eyes light up, and he it was a go. You know, like he, uh, he, he likes to see projects that are going to tie into other parts of, of redevelopment in the city, and that's another big thing is they're, they're planning on redeveloping downtown Penn Street. Right. So adding right. bike trails and bike lanes all the way up to City Park. So this is a perfect tie-in because this trail actually connects with Penn Street. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you add, you know, used to this unused space down here, make it safer by putting in use, but then it's like the, the advocates and the users will also be able to travel right up to Penn Street and, you know, spend their money there. And or up over Neversink Mountain and up to Mount Penn. Yeah. There are so many ways these trails connect and to have uh, along the trails these additional recreational opportunities is is really, really huge. I don't yeah. know if you realize, JD, the accomplishment that you've made so far. So you have some pictures, don't you? Yes, we do. Of uh, some local skate parks where? We have local skate parks that we travel to in York, Pennsylvania. That's called Reed Menzer Skate Park. Uh, the Bethlehem Skate Plaza. There's also one in Philadelphia called Payne's Park. And there's another one out in Pittsburgh called uh, Pitcher Park. So these visuals that we have and we're offering um, give us an idea of what this one will look like, but it's not the exact plan. Is that, that correct? That is correct. And that's the difference between the parks that we have in our county currently, which are the prefabricated ones, such as Stonecliff and Hyde Park and Pineland, is that these companies would come in and just drop plastic and metal pieces into, the, into a basketball court. Right. What we're going to do here is we're actually going to outsource a design to an actual skate park design build firm that will actually come out and they will, they will customize the site location 
to an actual drawing that's a conceptual drawing of what the park could look like. And what has the Redevelopment Authority added in terms of their concept or their visual of what they hope to see in the future? Well, that's uh, Adam actually took like what we were planning on doing and just almost doubled it. He, really? he, yeah, because <laughs> he, he wants to see this park be something that's going to bring people from out of town and be a, a tourist destination, yep. which it will be because you're adding a space where bikes, inlines, scooters, and skateboards can all mingle in one place but there's also a tourism aspect of skateboarding mm -hmm. where you know parents will take their kids about an hour or two hours away to go travel to a new skate park that has different features a skate park like you're envisioning absolutely will draw not only uh, the youth from all around brooks county to this area to enjoy downtown reading in a different way but from out of the area as well as a band shell and lighting is all that it's incorporated down the road Yes, uh, in the plan, when we start actually drawing up the, the, the conceptual design, if you will, mm -hmm. that'll be like the skate park amenities and the features, but we also plan on adding bathrooms to the site and nice. also doing uh, lighting, some kind of LED lighting that will click off like on a timer around like 10 or 11, oh, hopefully. Oh, perfect, perfect. So, you know, so kids can skate in the summertime when it gets dark a little bit. It gives them an extra hour or two. Uh, that's what York Rebenzer does, and it's, right. it's amazing. That's why we always go down and travel down to York, PA to skate oh, you that do? skate park. Yeah, about every other week. <laughs> We go to your PA. Well, I'm going to back up because there it is. That's where it's going to be right here in, in downtown Reading, which is an awesome thing. Uh, time frame on this? Potential? Anything? That And that's where it comes down to uh, to grants and also uh, donations from the, from the businesses around the county uh, and, and also national. So it's like... It all comes down to being, uh, you know, an advocate as far as getting the skate park approved, which we did, but also going in and being able to write grants to the different state and federal uh, grant programs. So that's programs. your next step. Grant, you need monies for funding. That's correct. To make this happen. So the good news is, is that the Reading Skate Park Association, which we formed in, in February of 2016, that we've done a few local events. So we've raised some, some grassroots money that we can use for the design, which is a great thing because then we can get our design underway and get the concept design done. And with the concept design, that's when we can pitch it to different grant programs and different right. corporations. Right, right, right. Hopefully looking for donations if they're generous. And corporations and businesses right here in Berks County to support something like that, whether it be pathways, whether it be lighting, you know, in, in, in any aspect of the project, I'm sure that's appreciated. Yeah, that's 100% true. And it's like a lot of people like think like, you know, when you attach a number to a project, it's actually the in-kind donations that help chip away at that. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you get a concrete donation or lighting donations, it, it takes money off the park, you know, that makes it easier for us to raise through grassroots and grant funds. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping we can get some of those donations with this uh, story here on the People Chronicles. And that is What's the Story with the Skate Park here along Riverfront Drive in downtown Reading. This is J.D. Turner, and I'm sure that you have information ongoing at the Holistic Skate Shop in West Reading. Where That's are true. You? Uh, Holistic Skate Shop at 516 Penn Avenue. And then uh, we also have the Reading Skate Park Association.gov, and that has all of our upcoming events that we're doing. We have an ice cream fundraiser on May 10th with Sweet Ride Ice Cream Shop, and we also have a, a festival that we're throwing down at Shocktoberfest on June 24th called the Shredding Festival. Shredding, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so what is that website again for the Skate Association? It's the Reading Skate Park Association.org. Reading Skate Park Association org stay tuned there you'll get more information and i'm looking forward jd to coming back here and watching you skate on the park when it's all done thank you so deal? much deal all right and <laughs> that's you. what's the story want to know more about who's doing what in berks county check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com 
These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.